Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with you. Daniel Debon with us. Daniel, if you could see the EMF frequency waves like lines, what would they look like? Would they be all over the place? Well, think of it this way. Um, you're, you're, You're on the side of a shore and you see waves coming in. Um, and so I mentioned to you one to two gigahertz per second is mm-hmm. what it is. It's a time interval. And, and so we, those are waves. Well, Like bursts? Not, yeah. Well, actually, they are a burst, ultimately. And that's what makes these more, de- uh, more concerning than just a standard analog signal. They, they're, they're pulsing signals. And so, but, but it's important to note that. When it's transmitted out of your cell phone, it's going four to five miles. And to get there and to get to the right place, it's omnidirectional. It's going in all directions. So when you have a cell phone on, it fills the entire room and goes outside the building looking for the receiver at the other end. And so you have one transmitter like that in your room, and then you have other devices in your room, they're all doing the same thing, literally going through walls. And, and sort of that's the point, is that we're starting to get all of these transmitters in our, uh, uh, these wireless devices all around us, they're all transmitting somewhere, uh, Wi-Fi, uh, Bluetooth, uh, and, and when, when they're doing that, they're populating uh, the, uh, the signals within this in, in our environment. That's never existed in our environment before. Is there any science yet that shows that these EMF waves are hurting us? Yes. It's out there. Actually, that's the controversy, George. It, ter- it turns out that, as I mentioned before, the FCC has a standard that was done 30, 30 years ago. Well, And that's way before we had all this technology. Oh, me. Way before. George, I had a cell phone at that time. And I never used it because none of my friends had one. That was the so, big Motorola-looking one, wasn't it? Exactly. Think of it, right. They, exactly. they used those in the military to try to communicate with each other. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, so no one used it. It was only occasional. Now you have, as you pointed out, six-year-olds calling their grandma and talking for hours at a time. So uses fundamentally changed for these technologies. And, and, and so the standard... Um, is stating one thing, but now our research, the independent research, has shown that there's clear evidence of causal effect. In fact, believe it or not, the, the, the federal government, another branch of the federal government, National Toxicology Program, they did a, 60, uh, a $25 million study, epidemiology study, statistically significant. In other words, the populations were large enough that you could draw conclusions with confidence. And so they did the study and they said there's statistically significant increase in cancer rates uh, and tumor rates. Jeez. Both in the brain, frontal lobe, and the heart, believe it or not. And that was reinforced by another research uh, that was done by the Ramazzani Institute out of Italy, and that's a consortium of, of European scientists and epidemiologists. And they did the same kind of study and came up with the same kind of solution, uh, conclusions. Uh, so we now have pretty significant, statistically significant evidence 
that there is clear linkage, causal effect, between the use of our cell phone and, um, and, and uh, harm to the body. And, in fact, George, uh, frontal lobe cancer has been increasing 2% compounding for the last 10 years. Well, I, I lost a sister, Daniel, several years ago. She had a brain tumor on the left side of her head, and she was always on her cell phone on the left side, always, oh goodness, talking to her two daughters, texting yeah. them, but, I mean, always on it. I try not. I try to use the speaker when I talk. Oh, I, no I try to hold it away from me. Here's, here's a question for you. Most people will charge their phone at night, right. and the phone is about two feet away from where they sleep. Is that dangerous? That's nuts. I'll tell you a story. I, w- I was talking about the importance of a sanctuary in the bedroom. When you, when you sleep, um, the cell phone transmitters literally infl- interfere with the, the, the uh, body functions, including melatonin. And so when you have that close to you, you're maybe not getting the full sleep you should get. Interesting. You have influences. And, in fact, there's no doubt about it. Some of us will clearly have disrupted sleep because you're slightly more sensitive than others. And there is no doubt the sanctuary of a bedroom is so important. You do not want routers. You don't want cell phones. You don't even want clocks close to you. You want them at least four foot away. Um, So go back to the story. I was talking to this uh, very sharp lady. And I was telling him, you make sure your, your listening audience understands you do not want to have this stuff in your bedroom. And she was telling me, oh, yeah, thank you so much for the, uh, for the, the advice. And then uh, she calls me back about a month later, and she said, I didn't believe you. And she said, my husband and I took our cell phones and put them in the other room. Now we're now sleeping at night. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to try that, too, because I... Yeah, I've been guilty of plugging in my cell phone, you know, yeah. a couple feet away from me, you know, yeah. so you can reach for it in case some you have an urgent call in the morning, you you know, you don't have to get out of bed. But uh, you right. you may be right, because I have historically not gotten a lot of sleep in my life. I mean, right. Right. especially with all the various time zones I'm in and stuff. I'm going to try that and see if that works. Good. Yeah, you should. Now, uh, it is so important for your sleep because uh, it's it's not just, it's not just that your pattern of sleep is disrupted. It turns out your mitochondrial build uh, r- repair occurs when you sleep. So your, your body's recovery from the day's events is now hampered because of the influence of the cell phones and the wire and the routers and other stuff within that environment. So if you want to recover um, and have a full sleep, it's far more than just I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sleeping quite what I should. Your body has a cyclic cycle that's been disrupted. The circadian rhythm cycle has been disrupted from the, from the devices around you, and you're not recovering like you should. And, you know, and everything's wireless these days. I mean, yeah. your, your, your routers are wireless. Well, you've got right. your Wi-Fi, your, your tablets. What is... What is more significant to avoid, the signal from the router or the signal from a tablet or phone? Routers transmit at 66 watts. They're a higher, stronger signal. Right. they got to get through the whole house or wherever Right. And and so you never want them near your living area. Okay. Um, The reality of it is you can put them in your closet in an area of the house no one ever lives in, 
and it'll still work. And you're pretty safe when you do that. What will we see 15 or 20 years from now with this generation if we keep up this technology, in your opinion? Uh, There's uh, clear evidence of trending um, with uh, body impacts, um, particularly with young. And, And my opinion is if we continue on the path we're doing and we continue adding these new technologies like the 5G stuff we'll talk about a bit, um, the trending will continue, and you'll see more chronic problems as uh, the uh, users uh, evolve to adulthood. I had a guest who was talking about 5G a couple of months ago, and he was talking about how 5G has been introduced in Wuhan, China, and he says... This is his belief that he thinks 5G has something to do with COVID-19. I certainly don't believe that. And let me tell you why. All right. Let me tell you why. When you use a cell phone, a laptop, a router, they all suppress your immune system. And, and, and so um, there is a correlation to immune um, because of that suppression. Um, but not the virus. But not the, the virus. Bugs, bugs and virus, uh, bacteria and virus love RF. Uh, they propagate more so with exposure than if they don't have that exposure. So your immune system is being compromised anyway. But 5G will never create a virus. It will only exacerbate that virus. And in fact, believe it or not, the 5G everyone talks about is all sub-6 gig. It's, it's lower stuff. It's not the real high stuff. The higher stuff, up at 20 gigahertz and up to 90 gigahertz, that's where there's been literally no study work. We literally don't know what the impact will be because there is no scientific evidence of research that can give us an indication of what we should expect for the human body. But most all of 5G that's been deployed is all sub-6 or below 6 gigahertz, which has been around for 20 years. Daniel, could these EMFs be uh, contributing to people's anxiety and instability in mental issues? Yeah. So, so I, I love that question because remember when we t- I talked about the breakdown of a cell? We didn't talk about much, but I, me- I mentioned... It can cause cancer. Yes. Yes. Right. And and there's a two percent frontal lobe increase over the, over the last ten years. So that those are facts. Um, I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm more worried about the biological impacts, particularly neurological, physiological, um, suicidal. Yeah. There's anxiety. There's depression. And 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 guess what? There's a huge concentration in the schools for example, which I find quite disturbing because I wrote an article about um, guns in a, in a classroom um, years ago. Uh, I, uh, there's a, a colleague uh, out of uh, the U.K., Dr. Barry Trower. He designed guns for the U.S., for the U.K., uh, RF guns, and so he was going around talking about how when you bring 
um, your uh, RF router at 2.4 and 5.6 gigahertz, these are the signal rates we used in these guns, but we used higher amplitudes, and we know for sure it impacts how the body functions. George, so uh, Havana. Um, the embassy. Right? Yeah, think of that, right? When I, when I heard that argument that there was some problems down there, I, I laughed because I knew exactly what it was. There, there was. there was direct focus of RF signals being focused towards the uh, um, em- embassy. In fact, I've actually seen the research as a result of that, and I, I have a colleague that was part of the study of that, um, of that evidence, and there was pretty conclusive evidence, no question about it. Well, could the RF, could the RF, Daniel, have been emitting from the embassy with their own equipment? No. Okay, no. So they, they were being bombarded then. Right. There's, and the reason I know that is because the amplitude levels have to be higher, um, and it's unlikely that they would generate that kind of thing within the buildings. But it must have been an enormous pulse. Yes. To cause that kind of illness to these people that quickly, no question about it. There's no qu- that was uh, ba- Barry's uh, Dr. Barry's uh, uh, C- conclusion. Um, that was his conclusion. What was it being done in your opinion to test to see if it could work, or did no. they really want to hurt these people? George, this has been around for thirty years. Barry Barry started his work thirty years ago. He's a wow. It's been around for thirty years. It's been used by the military for thirty years. So, so what do we do to stop this? Um, you know, one of the things um, I talk about is uh, you're, you're an architect of your own destiny. You, you need to be aware of your environment, and you need to make sure that you control the devices that are around you. As well That's as you can. As well as you can. Because uh, I don't think people are going to throw them away. I mean, right. I, I couldn't go through a day without my cell phone with me because I get right. too many messages and texts. And, you know, exactly. I knew my sons weren't going to throw their laptop away. No. I, I wasn't going to throw my cell phone away for the very reasons you just said. I, I had asked people one, one night, Daniel, a couple years ago, to spend one day not taking their phone with them. Just leave it at home and, you know, right. just go and do your thing. And I would get emails from people saying, I did it for two hours. I had to go back home and get it. I mean, they, they just can't do it. Yeah, it's the dependencies are terrible, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's so critical for us today. Uh, that's how we communicate. And so we're not throwing them away. But you should be aware of your environment. As simple as that. And uh, sort of cut, cutting to the chase, I talk about is one bee uh, won't kill you but a thousand will. Mm-hmm. The more transmitters you have in your environment, the more likely it is that there's danger to your personal body. In the old days, you used to have the meter man come to your house and read your electric meter, and then you'd get your bill. Now that's all done wirelessly, too. That's got to have an effect. It, it, it does, George. But one of the things that... Uh, it, so it is a RF transmitter. It is transmitting just about the same as your cell phone. And so it's another transmitter in your environment. What's good about the uh, meters is that almost always it's on an outer wall. It's typically on a garage wall. Right. And right. 20 feet That's away. true. 
It's not in your. It's not in your basement or anything like that. Right. If it's if if it's in on the exterior of your bedroom, move your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because or have or have the power company move the meter. Can you right. do that? Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, or move the bed into the other room, but do not stay there, particularly if it's on a wall that your bed head headboards at. Can Can you tell the power company I don't want an RF meter? Probably not, I guess. Uh, actually, it turns out that in many states you can, but also in many states you can. Interesting. Now, yeah. back to 5G for just a moment. What's after 5G? 6G. 5, 5G, um, let's talk a little bit about what 5G is. I, I, I refer to sub-6 gigahertz. Almost everything being deployed is sub-6 gigahertz. It's stuff that's been around for a long time. Above is the small cell site transmission rates. And they're typically 20, 40, 80 gigahertz. Uh, They can go up to 300 gigahertz, but none of that's happening just yet. And so it's those faster rates we know nothing about, and there's those rates that are beaming, which are very targeted multi-beams, being trans, uh, transmitting the data to the cell device or whatever device it's receiving it. And so that's up to 300 gigahertz. With uh, 6G, it actually goes up to 900 gigahertz. In other words, wow. it's starting to hit the ionized space, which is the en- energy we talked about before being able to knock the electron out of its orbit. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.